Game Boys. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, and joining me as always, it's the Hot Ice Age, and it's Griffin Davis. The Hot Ice Age? I mean, the squirrel already is no, pretty the, hot. Have you, not been, have you not been following the Hot Ice Agent on Twitter, this whole no, situation? there's too many things, too many hashtags. Oh, I've been my following God. all the this right la- ones. This lady in ice, uh, uh, you know, a fascist Nazi... Uh, posted a picture of herself on the internet and got like 40,000 followers just out of like horny right wing reply guys. Wait, you're talking. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. I thought this you was were like talking the biggest about thing on internet today. I, know about I really the, thought I, you would. I know about the hot ice agent, but you said ice age. No, I didn't. I said agent. Did he- <laughs> Wait, what do you think he said? I heard hot ice age. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. I- we both you we're going to play back the Haley play back the tape. He said hot ice age, hot ice age, which means it's a water. Right. Well, yeah, sure. That's what the hot ice age is, is water. You're <laughs> we're right. currently going through a hot ice age right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. OK, well, now that we've gotten all that science. God, I hate. Uh, oh, yeah. Now we've gotten all that science out of the way. Yeah, really uh, top notch science. A real Bill Nye over here. Well, now that I'm hot and bothered, let's get to a guest that gets me a little hot and bothered. He is a cute comedian. <laughs> you, might have, <laughs> you might have seen him on the Four Cute Boys sketch show, uh, which was amazing from last year. Uh, he is such a funny sketch comedian. He's the voice of some cartoons on the AOK YouTube channel. <laughs> I checked your IMDb and he most importantly is a co-collaborator of mine. The biggest credit to date. Welcome to the Game Boys podcast, Connor Hurley. Oh, guys, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Such a fun time. It's going to be or it might not. We are two minutes in. We'll see. It's fun uh, so far. <laughs> Connor Thank you for backing me up already about the hot ice age. I uh, hated I, to pick sides so early in the podcast. I really feel terrible. Yeah. It, no, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I know you were just lying so Griffin wouldn't hit you. The other audience can't see the camera, but Griffin had his fist up in that, like, straight to the moon. So, like, it's, I know, you know, I get it. Yeah, remember when, like, the funniest joke in comedy was the beating your wife? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. yeah it was wild. That so- was, like, a pretty long time. <laughs> that was like a pretty long time people were like because even after that show was off the air people were like oh remember the honeymooners and how good they were with that one joke about punching his wife like, there were movies in the 90s that were like calling back to that yeah i think i think we need to to settle the score reverse it have have a, a, a female beat up her husband every episode yeah i think we owe that, that to fun yeah 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 100 yeah he's dead-eyed <laughs> saying no that would not be a good idea yeah i mean I, you, there's obvious problems with that approach too but it's all right <laughs> uh well that's why i'm not writing movies but guys we're not talking about movies we're not talking about geopolitical thermal events to be honest we're not really talking about anything <laughs> we're talking about games so we ask our guest every week the same question connor what have you been playing this week what i've been playing i i've been playing spider-man a lot oh yeah i finally got into that game that game's fun i don't know if you've had anyone <laughs> chat about that but it's fun to just swing around new york and just be spider-man a lot yeah Absolutely. It's a good swinging simulator. Now, we had uh, Leroy Patterson, I believe. I think think he came on for Spider-Man. Yeah. Huge Spider-Man stan. Uh, How far into it are you? Oh, I beat it. But it's fun. I just bought the DLC because I wanted to go back in and play. Yeah. So I've been playing that. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah. yeah. I really like that game. What annoys me about it, and we'll see if you agree because now you've played the whole thing, is like it feels like they like... They like held their villains back for too long. Oh, absolutely. Like in a weird boss fight, super annoying way. Like uh, Batman Arkham City, like every side quest is about a villain. And like you get to experience in the Batman games, like all these other side villains and these villains you wouldn't see in the TV and movies because they're like too weird. And like Spider-Man had the opportunity with this game. And instead they're like, you're going to fight a a main villain in like the first act. And you're not going to fight like any more main villains until like the end of the game. Yeah. You even fight like Electro and Vulture Vulture at the same time, which is like, yeah, 
that's super lame. This well, is like, come on. I kind of like the duo fight. Like it was crazy, but yeah, it's like you, all the good stuff is at the end. Yeah, it's all at the end. I completely concur with that. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Spider Man mostly mm. and some Overwatch. I was hey. used to be part of the group. Oh, uh, the league. The league. The we used to try to be in it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, we should we should really try. It's like the one relationship uh, that I've let die that I regret. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be nice to get back on that text thread of everyone playing Overwatch. Maybe we'll play some tonight. Yeah, we're not doing anything after this. Uh, anyways, Lux. Speaking of not doing anything after this, what have you been playing? Um. Well, rude. Um, first of all, <laughs> unnecessary. I'm gonna eat a bagel after this, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> Damn. Owned. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually, uh, I guess Connor and I are already part of our Connor and I are on a pretty similar page because I'm also going to be playing a swinging simulator later. Uh, I'm going to play Verlet Swing some more because I don't have time yes. to get into a new game. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to be playing Verlet Swing and playing the game that is Spider-Man, but only the swinging parts. <laughs> no, no web shooting. No web just shooting. Slinging. No web shooting. No bad guys. No narrative. No New York. Still no, a little bit of upside down kissing, though, right? Oh, uh, well, you know, that's just me and my switch. Um, <laughs> but you can. Yeah, you just swing around on this vaporwave landscape. I've gotten past the part where it's all columns. I'm into the part where it's all pizza. Uh-huh. I think um, that, I think uh, I think vaping ruined vaporwave as a description. Yeah, we need to come up with a new thing. It's basically like, you know, those cups from the like the one we were when we were kids that had like the green and purple on the side. Those like water cups. Yeah, the one with the squiggly. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's the aesthetic, basically. <laughs> OK, cool. <laughs> um, and it rules. It's fucking so much fun. And Epic. I am absolutely gonna be playing that tonight before Ph- I smoke weed and fall asleep at like 1030 p.m. Phenomenal. Um, Griffin, what about you? What have you uh, been playing? Well, I'm still playing a lot of Fallout New Vegas. We're getting to the, to the lovely part of the game where it just continues to crash just like every couple <laughs> of minutes when I play. Uh, it's a real testament to how good a game is that it's like I will still play this game despite it being fundamentally broken. I think that also uh, has a little bit to do with you as a person. <laughs> because I think a lot of people, myself included, would just be like, no, 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 no. Fuck this whole game. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But in other news, I have been reading a lot about this new Fire Emblem game coming out for the Switch in about a week and a half. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I mean, I we talked when they announced that at E three, I was going fucking bananas over it. Yes, and I I had sort of lukewarm. I had sort of a lukewarm reaction to it because I haven't played any of the Fire Emblem games, and I'm canonically a coward. Uh, But (laughs) I have been watching videos, reviews. I'm getting that in. It's looking pretty good. I may have to get it. That game is going to make me incredibly emotional because that game basically, Connor, I don't know if you've been following this game. It's a Fire Emblem game when those games are like about building parties and like your characters of permadeath, like XCOM style and stuff. Mark um, Roy. Yeah, exactly. You got Mark. You got Roy. <laughs> is, is that you? Is that, is that, those <laughs> I'm saying they're Super Smash Brother. That's yeah. all I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh sure, got, sure, sure. You got Lucina. Oh, that's where those guys are from. Yeah, yeah. you got oh. Lucina. You got her dad, Crom. You got everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically in this game, you're like, I think, a teacher at this academy and you can teach in one of three Hogwarts style houses. But uh, your kids go out on missions and they can just die. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> your, it's great. Your students that you're teaching. Yeah, it's great. It's, it it's going to do it from like a fuck me up. So I, I like bad. it from a I like it from a teacher's perspective. It's like you're not a general, you're a teacher, and you send your children to die. Yeah, and I will do it, and I will be <laughs> so I, sad. I will, do it. I will do it. I will be like children. There's a dragon, and they'll be like, "Where nine? And I'll be like, "So was Naruto fucking sack up?" Yeah, and then they'll exactly. die, and I'll feel bad for yelling uh, at them. I guess. Well, maybe if they uh, just like the Area 51 break-ins, uh, maybe if they Naruto run fast enough, they can uh, dodge, dodge the, the bullets. Yeah, it's dodge the swords and arrows of outrageous <laughs> fortune. You've seen the Naruto run, right? Everyone, I'm, I'm familiar with culture. Yeah, uh, are you signed up for the Facebook event to break into Area 51? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the culture I'm referring. Oh, that's awesome. There's like a group going that they're all going to just bum rush. Yes, they're saying they're saying and, they're, and their claim is that if they Naruto run, 
they will be able to outrun any type of opposition from the government because they'll be going simply too fast. There's about like <laughs> six hundred. There's like six hundred thousand people. I just like it because there's now finally some exposure on Naruto running. Like I think it's becoming like a modern term, it like had, outside of anime. It had like heads. a brief moment in 2017 where like mm-hmm. people were like, "We're all going to Naruto run to I don't know the Texas capital," um, <laughs> but then it like disappeared. But I'm super glad it's back. I'm also glad that this. Has naturally become a hybrid thing where there's a lot of Area 51 slash Belle Delphine memes. Yes. The Gamer Girl Bathwater. Mm-hmm. A lot of memes of like a hero coming back to life and it being like Area 51 Raider revived by Gamer Girl Bathwater 2019. Yeah, it's kind of like culture is melting into a way where like every sentence is just garbage, incomprehensible references combined <laughs> together. Like, like I just I barely understand what's going on sometimes. I mean, this is incon- incontrovertible proof that we live in the stupidest possible timeline. It's an incredible like, there's simulation. No, there's no way that any universe is dumber than this one. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, this is the bad place but uh and i'm referring specifically to this podcast uh but <laughs> this before is like we our, get this is in, the better high energy starts we've had you said take it all pull a rug out from under it yeah yeah the ice age stuff really lit the audience up uh so <laughs> before we get to the game this week which is another potential very close front runner for our search of perfect games oh which okay. is what we look for Every episode. Yeah. We, we, where are the perfect games? This one might come close, but before we get into it, <laughs> we should talk a little bit. I'm sorry, what? Like Griffin over here putting words in my mouth. It's canonic. It's in video game culture. It's known as a good game, but we're not going to get there first because I think we need to do a little warm up. So welcome everyone back to everyone's favorite video game news segment. It's Toxic or Toxic. That's right. It's the video game uh, news segment where I say video game news and you say from the gut if you feel like it's toxic, as in bad gamer culture, incel, evil, get it off my internet. Or if it's toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is good and a slap and a banger and the hit of every generation. (laughs) Moving right into it. News story number one. Louis Vuitton releases a video game to promote their fall winter collection called Endless Runner. That's gotta be toxic. <laughs> yeah, you're saying do 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 That's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Video games I'm, can be about anything. That's a cool new thing. Yeah, video games can can be anything, and they can also they can be high end. They can be alluring. You know, like yeah. we're 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 out of the basement, boys. We're on the runway. Oh, yeah. is this video game like ten thousand dollars? Like a good no, it's on a free bash. <laughs> okay, they call it, yeah, you can only play it on a fourteen thousand dollar console, which is also a belt. <laughs> Moving on, Fire Emblem Three Houses confirms options for gay relation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just seeing if anyone's gonna go the other way. This is the woke test. Yeah, that one felt like a real trap. <laughs> that one was a real trap. We should have had Bennington on for that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh damn! But also, yes. I'm just saying, controversy is what gets podcasts the likes. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Gears of War Five will exclude smoking depictions after concerns raised by youth anti-tobacco org. Toxic. You're saying toxic? Okay. Shoot, killing shit with guns is chill, but I can't just have a goddamn <laughs> cigarette. No, I think it's way safer for for uh, social communities to just chainsaw people in half. Yeah, right, chainsaw creatures from underground rather than having a cool lit cigar in the side <laughs> of your mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I swear to God, if video games decide that like e-cigarettes are better to depict in games than regular cigarettes, I'll be furious. Yeah, everyone looks like a fucking nerd now in real life. Don't trap me in a video game world where everyone looks like a goddamn dork. And it's not even the nerd thing for me. It's that I fundamentally believe that e-cigarettes are worse for you than regular cigarettes. (laughs) I mean, I believe I believe that, too, but mostly self-servingly. Um, but like, here's the thing, just imagine like the big old fucking beefy dude with a big old chain machine gun and he's got a jewel 
He's gonna jewel with a cigar to me. Are you fucking serious? He's like mowing them down, like spitting out weird one-liners about alien moms or whatever. And he's smoking a juke. Get that out of my universe. God, God, the concept infuriates me, but I think I might try to make a short video about it because it's actually a pretty funny image. Well, maybe Gears 5 should be vape wave. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Fallout 76 assassins use IRL stalking techniques to hunt down in-game players. Do 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 right? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. be the new Bennington Grant. Yeah. <laughs> and why do you feel this way? Oh God, no, absolutely not. That's terrible. What? That's <laughs> so bad. Why would you? What? I think. Uh, well, I think it's. I think it's hilarious uh, because basically what they're trying to do is this this group, they get paid in-game bottle caps from other players to, to go out and kill their players. The problem is, is they have to stock them IRL because you can't load into the same Fallout 76 game if you're not friends with them on PlayStation or Xbox. So they use IRL stocking to then use information to trick people into adding them as friends <laughs> on PlayStation and Xbox so they can then load into their their game and kill them. Yeah. Oh, My what goodness. an absolute nightmare. <laughs> what an unbelievable, like that's fucking sad. The face. <laughs> so Connor made a really expressive face of distress when you read the initial prompt. And that face is what I feel in my heart, given this new information. That is fucking insane to me. I hate well, that. It's, it's nice that like 10 people are still playing that game. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Ubisoft invites fans to make music for Watch Dogs 3, sparking exploitation debate. Huh. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, sometimes, guys, it can be a huh. Yeah, those headlines are tricky where it's like bad thing, yeah. but also good thing. Yeah, because for me, just to talk it out for a second, I mean, you love your Uplay account. You I love my Uplay account, and I love logging into it on all my platforms. Uh, <laughs> but love to log in. But yeah, love to log in. Love to remember my password. Uh, but if I had the chance to make a beat that was in the next Grand Theft Auto, like radio, like that would be awesome for me. Like that would be cool. And like, uh, I, I'm imagining there's at least five fans of the Watchdog franchise out there. They're right? making a third game, which to yeah. me is shocking. I yeah. thought the first two didn't do well. I, I, <laughs> I mean, they on, on many levels, they didn't. They didn't uh, do well and also weren't very fun to play. <laughs> and honestly, it was because all my DJ friends weren't contributing fat beats. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is this raises a couple of questions, right? I think that, um, like, one, are they going to pay the people whose songs they do use? I don't. I, it's Ubisoft, so they're probably going to pay no one. Right. Well, then, then it's bad. <laughs> okay. Then it's obviously bad. Just make it yeah. free labor. But like, I don't know. I think if it's like a fun contest, like '90s style, where it's like you could send in a letter and it might be on Nickelodeon games and sports. Like that's fun. I think it's fun. I think that's I fun. Think I, it's, I think some. I mean, listen. My entire life, I let people exploit me, and look, look where I'm at. I'm hosting this podcast. Right. Well, okay. I was gonna say you decided to be a comedian. Like that's a choice that you made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone has to do that, though. Well, not everyone has to submit songs. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, rounding out uh, a contentious segment. Uh, last major news. One video gamer, Griffin Patrick Davis, didn't buy any video games on Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> Doo -doo. Yeah, here we go. Celebrate me. Yeah, great job, dude. Great job not crossing a picket line for four. Well, did you buy one today? Because you know Prime Day is another three hours. <laughs> uh, 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 let's wrap this up early then. Uh, unrelatedly. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Okay, you know, okay. I feel extra warmed up. So we need to talk about this game. But before we do, Connor, mm -hmm. I think we need to hear a little bit of history about this game. Yeah, I'd love to hear the history of this game. E, do you want to talk about, do, do I have to go like, when's the first video game I played? I don't have to do that, do no, I? No, okay, no, no, cool, no, no. cool, No, cool. We, got, we got over that stuff. It's like, yeah, everyone played N64, like, cool. Yeah, we realized all <laughs> like, of our friends have basically the same age bracket and influences. So we're like, what's the first game you played? And it's like, oh, Mario, you too? The, for the 98th yeah. time? Sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, we should just go back and like delete the first eight minutes of every podcast we've done. Uh, but guys, let's hear a little bit of history about this game. 
In 2007, Ubisoft released action-adventure game Assassin's Creed for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox. You played as Desmond, a modern everyman who would use a time-traveling device known as the Animus to live out the lives of his past ancestors. Critics praised the game for its original storytelling and visuals, but received a hefty level of criticism for the repetitive nature of its gameplay. Would Assassin's Creed be a one-and-done experiment, forgotten in the sands of video game past? In an interview in May 2009, lead developer Sebastian Puel revealed a sequel was in the works with a team of 450 people tripling the size of the original game staff. It seemed Ubisoft was doubling down. They wanted a franchise. The game released November 2009 and sold 1.6 million copies in its first week. Critics praised the story set in the Renaissance period of Italy and the improved gameplay. The game cemented Assassin's Creed as not only a popular franchise, but a behemoth of gaming, with new sequels released every single holiday season since 2009. To this day, it is known as one of the greatest video games of all time. Today, we're playing Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> Truly, yeah. a behemoth. What did you say? A, a behemoth. A behemoth. A behemoth. A behemoth. Uh, a behemoth. <laughs> that, is, that was like I was for like it took me a second to realize what you meant, and then also that that word does sound really cool. Is the other thing that does sound the like way a, that I the way that the I way you it. said it sounds like a cool monster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were an enemy in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I think I like just started mispronouncing it like at age 10, and I've just committed, and it's a wonderful life I live. <laughs> but you, own, you own a collared shirt. You're doing great. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, moving on, Connor, why'd you pick this game? I picked this game because this game freaking rules. Yeah, I dude. love this game so much. And exactly what you said in the intro, it's like, oh, the first Assassin's Creed is fun. But it was just so repetitive. You could only kill people like three ways and the yes. animations were the same. And yeah. then you get to be this cool cocky guy with cool slicked back hair. Yeah. And he's he's always being a little too wise assy of himself. And it's just the most excellent. Oh, I love this game so much. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just you sneak around and you run on tiled rooftops and you make tile sounds under your feet. There's nothing better, man. Yeah. There's nothing better. Than yeah, all that ASMR tile. Ooh, the click, 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 click. Can't, you, uh, can't, you, you can't find a good renaissance roof these days to clack and clack on. Exactly. I think that's why the, I, why all the other games are not nearly as good is because of that. In yeah. all honesty, like there's no more cool rooftops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well starting like with the with the roofs, we're going to be doing a lot of comparing Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed 1 because Assassin's Creed 1 feels like this like primordial blueprint. Like like there was like cool and like original stuff, but like it wasn't that fun to play for that long and it felt like really empty and it felt like it kind of like lacked personality but then all of a sudden like going from altair which is this like serious bland kind super of boring non-character character, yeah just kind of a video game guy to like all of a sudden Ezio, which to this day is one of the most i think charismatic on-screen characters in video games Ezio di oh, here we go. wow is Ezio here right now amazing <laughs> yeah, Ezio's very Ezio's very good and like the, the sense is really good it's it is true that the first one is like basically just like a 500 hour proof of concept yeah, <laughs> like it's just so long and you get the whole deal in like the first 20 minutes. Right. And those like first 20 minutes, I remember playing as a kid and being like the future of games. But right. like then it just kept going and it was whatever. But this game is really sweet in the ways that it like lets you expand and also like does a lot more with its setting. It also does two yes. things and I'll we can get more of this when the story comes in. But it does two of my favorite things that a story can do, which is one be like. The Bible is real, but not the way you think. It's real like fantasy magic. Um, and then two is yeah. then being like also God's maybe an alien. Like those are two things I am always immediately super into. And this game does that. Yeah, it's strangely JRPG-esque in that sense. Like like in the sense that like it's all about like weird alien gods. Yeah. And, and also really incoherent. Yeah, well, it's just like uh, when, as I remember when they like when you like learn about the apple of the Eden apple towards the end, and it's just right. like, hell yeah, the Bible's magic, baby. <laughs> this is what I love. I love yeah, that shit. Oh, dude, blaze up the Bible's fucking the Bible's sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, look, when you grow up, this is like a real thing. When you grow up as like a fucking sci-fi fantasy nerd whose dad is a rabbi. This shit becomes extremely appealing for very obvious reasons. <laughs> right, right. And 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 like you've your Bible is different than the Christian Bible. 
Uh, well, not the first part. Those, like, we, the first part's the same. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they both share that first part. They both share the first part? The, yeah. Old Testa- the Old Testament's the same Old Testament. It's the same really thin paper. Yeah, it's really thin paper. Um, Sorry, bro. I'm just talking about the aliens. <laughs> you think of uh, Area 51 and it's just Bible characters? It's just Ezekiel and Daniel. Yeah, dude. We have to we have to Naruto run with Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh, dude, like Adam and Eve kind of were Naruto running in the in those Assassin's Creed clip. Anyway, we, we'll we, get to all that stuff. Let's talk about the basic story of this game first. Um, like we're talking about uh, adding personality to this game. Ezio is like a really fun, fun kind of like roguish young guy. The, the game starts out with uh, his family being hung. Yeah. And like he's kind of betrayed by this one guy. It's awesome. It's it's he's he's this super un he's this Casanova that you just rakish Casanova that's like treats as a womanizer and is like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy really has a really big head on him. And then that head is immediately popped when yeah. both his brothers and father are hanged in front of him. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, this character is going to go through some shit and it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Which gives him like such an interesting depth because I feel like you can tell that he's like affected by that throughout the game in a way where like the cool slick guy is a little bit of a veneer. Right. Um, and you can see honestly the performance and like, that's so much better than just like fun, quippy guy with sword or whatever you put in like most video games. Yeah. If he's got to be quippy, he should also have severe trauma. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be quippy because he's coping with a problem in his life. But this structure has been literally copy pasted for every Assassin's Creed game since they all start with you losing your family or being betrayed and then going on sort of a revenge fantasy. Like even the one of the latest ones, Odyssey, is the exact it's same exact thing. same. Yeah. Like your son is killed or whatever. Boy, have these games changed a lot since the second <laughs> one. But yeah, that's the thing is like this is this is like the foundation for Ev- for every copy paste game since then like this is truly like the f- this is truly their bible for the franchise like it, like and where the first one is what what's well, an early bible was there a the shit to- in the torah the torah, yeah, the, torah yeah. really the first thing that's like also the old testament it's like, yeah there's the torah and then they added some other stuff and that was the old testament so yeah the torah more, is what added more weapons for. and and stuff yeah there was D- yeah <laughs> you'd basically call the haftarah like the torah dlc for sure the dlc torah dlc <laughs> Uh, same amount of microtransactions. Uh, but yeah, so it's like a fun story. Um, if you look at the story too hard, when it tries to go big with the mythos, I think it kind of fucks up though, right? It's like, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit silly. And, uh, even just the, the background of how to get into this game is you, as you mentioned before, yeah. Desmond Miles. Yes. And if for no one who's played this game, the in for this game is insane. The in for this game is that you're playing this guy's ancestor and you have to do just so many fucking boring stuff with like you have to you walk through the computer lab, you try to escape. It's just a just what an unfun way. Right. Yes. Like, to frame it, this game. It only becomes sort of relevant at the very end, too. Yes, because like, at the very end, then you get to Naruto run around. Yes, and you get to R one parkour. Yeah. yeah, and they, yeah, Minerva says Desmond, and then Ezio goes like, uh, Desmond, who's Desmond? Right. And it's like, oh, <laughs> me, the viewer, I know, I know who it is. But yeah. but until right. then, there's just like this unnecessary framing device because you could just do a game that starts with Ezio and is just with Ezio and has no Desmond, and it would be as good or better. Right, and it's like I think that's like kind of what these this franchise ultimately struggles with is like they think that the modern stuff is interesting but they just don't have a plan so they just keep on being like we're gonna figure out what this story means next game and they keep on like hot potatoing it to the next sequel but i will say this like the absurd swing that is like we were talking before like the eden apple stuff and the the ed minerva talking to desmond when she's talking to Ezio and all that shit it does add the kind of like flavor and like weirdness and like specificity to the game that is like what makes it so special, especially in terms of the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the fact that it takes these giant swings is like at least cool and weird in a way that that game really could have easily avoided being. And I, I at least appreciate that attempt to be like, 
this is a, a real wild game we put together here, huh? Right, right. But I still feel like like with Ubisoft, who I think, I mean, are they primarily an American development company or are they UK? I, I think they're primarily they're French. American. French? Oh, yeah, they're French. Can be French well, they Canadian. Regardless, I feel game. like Japanese video game storytellers like understand how to like eventually dull all the lore out, ex- almost over explain everything and like add 50 more proper nouns to like the, the franchise. Whereas like, American games are like like they always keep it mysterious and they just never explain it and it's like I, if you're gonna do all this shit I'd, I'd like to know what it means right in a JRPG you get every like four or five hours like a 20 minute dump of the things you've learned and are going yes. to need to learn later and right. in like an American game, you play for like 20 hours and at the end, there's like an hour and 10 minute cutscene sequence that just over explains <laughs> everything and you forget how to play the game or why it was fun. And then you fight the boss and you die. Um, <laughs> and then you try again like four or five times and eventually you're free, uh, which yeah. I don't love as a storytelling technique. Yeah, I don't like it either, but I, I, I do love the core the core character of Ezio. So overall, I think this is like one of my my most preferred stories in the Assassin's Creed lineage of games. But Connor, a game is so much more than a story. It's a physical relationship yeah. between you and the controller. So <laughs> we ask this question to every guest. How do them sticks feel? Oh, they feel so good. I love holding LT while yes. I'm pressing X for a counter and the system they got away with in the nether games. Oh, they <laughs> fucked up this game so much. Oh, th- what a fun history. They even made a movie. Do you guys ever see that movie? Oh, that movie how did I miss it? Bad as hell. Yeah, it was not good. It it's was cr- much like every other game that came after AC2. It has just been a downhill slide. That I movie will- was so much just gray and brown everything in the entire world it was like you know the calvin hobbs comic where calvin finds like the black and white picture and asks his dad about it and his dad is just like ah yes this is from 1962 before colors were invented that's that's fucking what that whole movie is like Like, nothing has a color everything's gray and brown and you can't tell who's who and it sucks i hate that movie that movie was very bad but we're not also my favorite part about that game is from from the first part you just get two you get two blades like what an what an ingenious invention it's like oh yeah well there's one secret blade let's make him have two so he could stab two people in the neck oh it's yeah the entire first game for some reason you only have one uh and this one yeah you get to do the double assassination yeah and it's fun it's i love history and it's that fun little crap like oh leonardo da vinci is gonna make this for you i i'm totally in i love it i love it so much shows up and is just like exactly here's my thoughts on politics and he's like (laughs) oh hooray I love that crap, man. And then all this stuff. Um, and it's just a great sneakum game. It's a yeah. great stay hidden mm-hmm. secret kill game. Yeah. But is super fun combat wise when you get too loud. And that's like a really hard thing, really hard to keep that balance but right. oh, it does it so well yeah they really fix the problem of the game feel i mean compared to games now it's pretty repetitive still but like they f- it's so much less repetitive than one like the missions are varied um just the environments that you have to run around in are just more parkourable like in the old it's like what is it like the it's like old ancient it's the crusades time. the crusades yeah. the first one so it's like mainly just like sh- like one story shacks you're climbing on but in this one it's like all these terraces and across rivers and canals and and like all of that adds this like new fun level to the parkour yeah, you and got gameplay. domes you got flying buttresses you got yes. ramparts you got all of it baby it's crazy i love yeah. that shit and like yeah i mean to get back to conversation for a second like so many stealth games feel like you either have to be stealth always or you're going to get totally fucking boned immediately mm-hmm. or you can doesn't be matter if you're stealth because you can just kill everyone or even if it's like kind of balanced it's just kind of boring to fight in one of the two ways and this game really fucking nails it where it's like stealthing around big advantage really fun to do but regular combat also really fun to do and doesn't feel like you're going to fucking die or like it's super easy it's like equally difficult in its own way, which is so good. The game never lets up in a way that is like consistently fun. It's the best. And then you figure out that you get to pick up rakes and you can kill people with those long rakes that yeah. the peasants are holding. Oh, it's just <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. The, the the biggest memory for me about the gameplay of this one was wanting to unlock every single weapon because every weapon has a different kill. 
like the kill the kill cinematic for when you like down a guy it's like what is going to happen when i buy that big battle axe like i want to see that that like finisher move oh it's the know? best and the what sometimes like they break your staff in half and you shove two st- staff halves into <laughs> the brute and you're like yes yes i love this quick time so much yeah oh it's so good and and it's really i am you guys you lucky you said it was never too easy the game is actually pretty easy in my opinion uh it's like you're it's never not too really easy relative to the other shit do you know what i mean like yeah it's it's fairly easy to do but it's just not like you're in some games it just feels like it doesn't matter if you're stealth or not because every fight is simple to do right and in this game like at least it sort of felt like it mattered when you were stealth mm-hmm. and when you lost there was like a little sense of like oh but not like too much it was like, like that's the good balance yeah you're not but wrong. This, was, this game's not that right. hard no it's not that <laughs> but yeah it has these fun blockbuster moves i mean like i remember being like was this the one that added the gun or was yeah it? yeah like so like you had a gun in this one that had a few bullets and it's like four or five bullets only but it was like really fun but it invented the gun and yeah. four or five yeah. bullets for for 14.99 or whatever yeah. was fucking incredible it's, a, gun. it's like a nuke <laughs> yeah that's insane um <laughs> This game, actually, this game is an interesting game to think about, like the singular moments that stood out because it was like one of the earlier, like cinematic, quick time, heavy games, um, along with like God of War and stuff. And like, I really remember the first like time I was like, oh, this game is whoa, was I was watching a friend of mine play it and they just like jumped off a clock tower and landed in some hay and then jumped out of the hay and stabbed a guy. And I was just like, holy shit, this yeah. is w- way crazier than like any of the animations in Final Fantasy VI. Like, right. And, and, and so all that stuff cool. feels so bland now because we've been because Ubisoft has just beat this horse to death. But like these are inventive video game things like these are major things that other franchises rip off now. We just like aren't excited by them anymore because Ubisoft has made a game every single year since. Oh, yeah. Dropping down off a ledge and stabbing someone and yeah. using them as a cushion. That that was it's so cool. It's now in every game, but yeah. an air assassinate was the was the coolest thing. Right. The coolest thing to just press X and leap off a building and stab someone. I think it was the coolest thing you could do air wise in a video game since Tony Hawk's Christ Air. <laughs> <laughs> also, Wing Commander. Um, <laughs> I like spaceships. <laughs> uh but yeah like so that's that's the gameplay like they 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 brought the gameplay to a new level they made the story something that you wanted to pay attention and invest into more um i mean like other than that it's just big it's just a big open world game oh it's a great free big like it's awesome it's an awesome free roam game where you get to run around the fields of tuscany and you get a horse Mm -hmm. and it's just oh it's delightful you get to jump off your horse onto another person's horse and Mm -hmm. kick them off yeah this game to me i've played it so much it I probably I came out what like oh nine oh nine yeah so this is probably like my first or second year in high school and I was mm-hmm. playing this game over and over and over again and just loving it so much and mm-hmm. the story being what it was you it but it, I don't know it climaxes well like in the end you you get to kill the Pope like that's a yeah. good that's a good climax <laughs> the end is you the end is you just beat the shit out of the pope you beat the and then shit you out of the don't pope. kill him because you're yes, like yes, i you win right. you yes, fucking yes. moron <gasps> yeah you beat that, up the pope and talk shit it rules yeah i totally forgot holy shit i totally forgot about that, that you, yeah, the no, that's right. you beat up the pope talk shit and then learn about space alien god and like adam and eve's <laughs> escape from like this alien slavery and like all of this insane nonsense <laughs> Oh, that the the sequence. We well, yeah, the yes. running sequence. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, fat. Yeah. Here's you like, unlock all the, the, the game collectibles. Psycho in the last hour. Just yeah, like exactly. Absolutely bonkatronic. And I like, like you said, it doesn't hold up narratively, but as like just a thing that happens in a video game, it just whips an insane amount of ass. Right. Yeah. I, and they don't they don't do anything with that in the later games. No, like yeah, they like, imagine, totally yeah. trash that. Like imagine but, if the Assassin's Creed three where you're in like the American Civil War, if at the end you beat the shit out of the president <laughs> and, and, and the right revolutionary war, not the civil yeah. war. Uh but like you just beat the shit out of the president and then he tells you about the aliens. Right. Well, like, the aliens and like sick. the Eden apples become this like just like a MacGuffin. It's this weird thing where like yeah. in most series, 
A thing starts as a MacGuffin and then becomes a broader indicator of a bigger plot. And in this series, it was the opposite. It was introduced as this like <laughs> huge thing that explains the world. And it became mm-hmm. like, we got to get the apple out of here or else there's going to be an earthquake and like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, okay. Um, like, okay, but what about yeah. Adam and Eve escaping from alien slavery? They're like, don't worry about that earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we go to a commercial break, I have uh, an IRL personal experience with this game uh i uh, jumped off a ladder and assassinated a man uh no but i am pretty good at r1 parkouring around life you know that yeah i've seen it you know my parkour days uh no uh Ezio means a lot to me actually oh no uh, personally uh i dressed up as Ezio for halloween one year and was dumped by my girlfriend at the time in the costume <laughs> Whoa! Holy shit! Um, it was awful uh, because it was like one of those Halloween parties where everyone's just a skeleton, and if you're anything weirder than that, like they're like upset. Like you know those fucked up Halloween parties where everyone's like, "I'm Frankenstein" or "I'm a skeleton," and if you're like a reference or if you're like just a non-scary thing, I'm gonna be con- like people get confused. Oh, yeah, so no, the ones where people are like, "It's a costume party," but if you put in, I don't know, any effort. You seem like a real dick. And I put a shit ton of effort in. Like, I had the Italian cloak, the hood. I had the, the hidden blade. <laughs> I had everything. Hidden and this entire party, like, I could tell she was, like, avoiding me. And so I'm kind of doing, like, an Assassin's Creed mission where I'm, like, stealthing around the party, like, in this cloak, trying to eavesdrop, you know, just just climbing up on ledges. Uh, and and it was awful because the entire time everyone was asking me who I was. And I was like, I'm Ezio from Assassin's Creed. And they just blank stare, you know. Uh, but then she, she like, very broke up with been being like, no one I'm knew who I was the entire party. Then she, she breaks up with me in the middle of the party. And I'm, like, leaving the party. And on my way out, someone's like, Yo, Ezio. And it's like, where were you three hours ago? <laughs> like, like, uh, so, yeah, a little personal experience for me. Uh, if you dress up like a video game character, go to the right party. Make, make better romantic choices. I don't know. I don't know what the That's moral of the story is. That's an incredible button that you finally got the recognition you deserved only as like a bumbling, tear-filled wreck. Yeah. Like oh, staggering yeah. out to die in the street and this yes. guy is like oh hell yeah I love yeah. that dude <laughs> yeah like he he wanted to talk about it <laughs> remember that part with the Pope and you were like no no yeah actually he was dressed up like the Pope and I just beat the shit out of him <laughs> uh, but I felt you know, better I was like you get it right you get it okay um, but that was my little IRL story so let's take a little commercial break Man, Griffin, your car looks like shit. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, it looks really <laughs> dirty. It's gross. What are we going to do about it? Yeah, well, you don't have a car, Lux, so what's better, to have a dirty car or no car? Well, I'm telling you one thing. One problem seems a lot more fixable than the other. <laughs> um, so what are we going to do about this dirty car? Uh, I guess I could just... I mean, I've been buying new ones when they get dirty, and I just... I wish there was a... A easier way to have a clean car. Yeah, me too. I, I've been pressing triangle. I've been pulling people out of their cars, getting in their car. Well, that sounds like a crime. So I'm going to leave before we get arrested. Okay. Well, it's then I'll me. just do this out of by myself. Hey, uh, hey, hey, oh. it's me, a magical huh? floating animal. Okay. Your car looks like shit, but maybe we can fix it. You know, okay. we put the magical service. It's called Licking It Clean by the Floating Animals. Oh, well, uh, that sounds amazing. Well, wow, they're just li- you're just licking it right up. All this garbage <laughs> shit on your car, all the slime. Oh and my for God. some reason, just so many Dairy Queen blizzards. We're just oh cleaning my. it up with our tongues. Thank you. Don't mention what's all my sh- all my garbage, but thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, oh, your tongues are just whipping up and down this thing. This is amazing. This cleaning is incredible. Cleaning the inside, cleaning the outside. We're going to get it all with these weird floating animal tongues. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, oh, oh shit. The owner of this car is here. I got to go. Hey, Gri- Griffin. Who are these floating tongue animals? We're floating tongue animals. And you can get our services by entering the promo code GAMEBOYS at floatingcartongueanimals.com for 10% off. 
Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, your host is still Griffin Davis, your guest is still Connor Hurley, and we are still talking about Assassin's Creed 2. Now as a part of the show, we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. That's where we go around in a quick circle and give our final thoughts on the game and rate it on a scale from one to five joysticks, one being the worst, five being the best. Connor, you are our guest, so common courtesy dictates you go first. <laughs> Gosh, I like that common courtesy dictates it. Um, This game to me was one of the first video games I ever played. I was only allowed a Game Boy as a kid. So my first system I actually got like 2009 was like an Xbox. And like my parents never allowed me to play video games. And like now that I was finally in high school, they allowed me to like buy games rated mature and this Mm. was like one of my first ever actually bloody video games and it is so ingrained into my it's i love this game so much it's got to be five joysticks for me truly i every little thing about it my friend Ezio Diatore. you know his last name and he's from Firenze (laughs) that's why we know he's di Firenze (laughs) I yo, I love this game so much. It's an easy five, easy five. Yeah, it seems like the first big boy console game. If it's a good one, it's probably going to be one of your tops, no matter what. Pretty true. Pretty true. Um, well, uh, for me on my side, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to separate like this game from what Assassin's Creed has become, which is like kind of a corporate shill game that just like comes out every year. And like there's ones that are like essentially broken because they're rushed or just kind of like flat. Um, they've been transitioning to taking in every like year and a half to two years to make one out. And they're making these like bigger RPGs, which are, are fun and are getting better. But it's, it's like such a tired franchise in so many ways, but we have to look back and think about it. It's like this before any of that, this one made such huge strides. I mean, this was a dead franchise. This was a dead franchise. They weren't going to like, like there was potentially never going to be another one of these. And then it turned into this billion dollar franchise because of this sequel. Um, So it definitely gets points for that. Uh, It has this really fun uh, character. It has all these fun uh, parkour and all these weapons that you want to unlock to see them. Uh, But it is still very repetitive. Uh, The following quests suck. Uh, They always have. They always will. Some things like weren't like like didn't age well right when they came out and that's one of them uh and combine that with like like a cool like main story but still all this extra other garbage that they like kind of just gingerly tow around but don't like commit to it's gonna lead me to have to give this game a 3.5 out of 5 joysticks still an incredible store an incredible game and an incredible legacy that it set for the future. Well, I thought you were going to set me up to be the dick about this one, but it looks like <laughs> you did it to yourself. Three point five is a good score. Yeah, it's, it's, a good score. It's, it's a great score. Great score. It's fine. It's a great. Um, so yeah, I really love this game too. I think it's like, like you said, there's sort of like little things about this game that are kind of incredible. They kind of like changed the way I like thought about video games when I first played it. Like things like the tile roof sound, or just like having Leonardo da Vinci show up for a little bit <laughs> and just like the way that like it has fun with its setting and like really plays with it and like uses the game to kind of explore even if it's a very dumb version of its setting still explore its setting but here's the thing I kind of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey more than I like Assassin's Creed 2 is the thing um, yeah I think it does better a lot of the stuff that's in it I think the setting is cooler it has fucking boat fights mm-hmm. um and we I mean we've talked about this briefly on the show but I love a boat fight I oh, yeah. fucking a bow fight is the sickest shit in the world. That's why Black Flag is my personal favorite. Yeah. So and my rule is, as we said in the podcast, if there's a game that does a thing and another game that does the same thing better, the game that does it not as good isn't allowed to have a five joysticks. So <laughs> this game gets a four joysticks from me because I think it's really great, but there's literally a better version of it. By, by your by your rule set, there can't be two perfect games in a franchise. No, if they had like sort of different artistic goals, if they're like pretty different games, yeah, no, they there could be, but but if like, like if like if like Bioshock like want I don't I, okay, this is a, I'm not gonna get to we can get into this later, but yeah, I mean I guess effectively you're right, but like also like that's never gonna fucking happen. That's we can burn that bridge when we get there, but like that's never gonna fucking happen. Knack one, knack two. Mm, I don't think so. Like even the Katamari Damacy games, like. Don't all get five stars from me, I don't think. No, no, yeah, only the first one. Yeah, but that's my point, is that, like, and those all are really great. All right, well, that was a joystick thing. (laughs) 
that was the review session. <laughs> that was the review session for, I mean, great scores all around. Average of above four, uh, four joysticks. Pretty good. Uh, now we're going to do one last game before we sign out of here. And this game is called Pitch in the Past. And that's where you two, boys in California, got to tell a me, a Leonardo da Vinci. Why should I play Assassin's Creed the 2 or any video game at all? And the, what even is a video game? I'm a Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leonardo, as you know... A lot of human historians haven't gotten your full story right. Haven't gotten the story right. They don't, most people don't mention the fact that you helped assassins. Yeah. I and tried then, to build a, a flying a tank. And succeeded. Succeeded in building a tank and a, a, a flying glider. And, and just no one knows about that stuff. They're, they mostly know you for your paintings. Yeah. Or when you My were a turtle briefly. My for fun when I wasn't a building a helicopter. Exactly. Or mm-hmm. dissecting people. You're trying to figure out what everything does. Hey, this game sets the record straight. Um, it shows you for the, the absolute badass that you are um the original q from the james bond franchise mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you have a british accent so <laughs> like well that's a mistake i clearly have a very clear italian <laughs> accent a normal one that sounds good yeah but you grew out of it right like you, <laughs> you, you uh yes the classic of post-pubescent accent to change i was a british till i was a teenager <laughs> yeah it's like i just think that most people have gotten it wrong. This is the re- this is set, sets the record straight. You are a hero. Yeah, we want to see you more as just kind of like a fumbling, fun buddy sidekick, which we know you are, and not the cool Renaissance man you are. This game really sets you more towards a wow. This one guy's one and only friend because yeah. he definitely doesn't have any others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds like me. I guess I am better a player this game. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Well, that was Pitch in the Past, and probably the most successful version of that segment, um, which bars low, gang. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Connor, you've been a fantastic guest. Where can the people find more of you and what you oh, do? Well, please check me out. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I make a bunch of videos at Connor Hurley Fun. So give me give, so go check those out and have a fun little watch. Yeah, his 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 little videos are, are very funny, and he makes he makes like a lot of them. There's a lot of content for you to sift through. Yeah, Connor Hurley Fun, C O N N O R H U R L E Y, and fun, just how you think. Yeah, just like the band. Uh, no, actually, without the period. <laughs> <laughs> so not that was like the only way you could have. Whatever, Griffin, on, you Griffin. do it now. Now, now you have to do uh, it. Griffin P Davis on all social media sites. Guys, follow us at Game Boys Pod. Write us a review. Follow us on Dad's new apartment. We got some new videos me and Connor been making. We got a new one we're making on Saturday. Uh, check out our cool little article that we got in Vulture. Ever heard of it, Lux? Um, about a little sketch, a bird sketch. Yeah, a bird sketch that we did. Got a nice little write-up in Vulture. Yeah. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're, if you're bird inclined, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't love birds? Um, no, the sketch is very good. The dad's the sketch on Saturday also very good. I read it. Um, <laughs> fucking got an advanced copy because I'm a literary agent. Um, yeah. Sketches are always better to read. Yep, that's what <laughs> I said when I read it. Was uh, I loved reading this? Is what I said <laughs> to you directly. Um, but no, anyways, uh, that's all dope. Check all that shit out. Also check out uh, my shit at Wisecrack. Check out the prank show at Not Even a Show. Party World Wrestling coming again soon. It's about to be time for the Indiegogo, which means I'll start making a million videos a week again. So you can start checking those out. Party World Wrestling on Facebook or on YouTube. And yeah, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. It super duper helps. And that is it which means we are at the end of our show i am your host my name is lux your host griffin davis your guest is connor hurley your editor and producer is Haley clement your intro music is matthew morton your art is by Brittany metz goodbye internet we love you very much assassin's creed